Hello and welcome to Baby Talk. This is our show for the races of Thursday, September 2nd. PTF with you back in the DG Flophouse, joined once again by, from Gainesway, Sean Tugel. Sean, you looking forward to this week? We got a lot of two-year-old action, maiden special weights and stakes. Yeah, this is when we really start to see, uh, and we can kind of really rank uh, <clears throat> the the two-year-olds who have won. But now, you know, a lot of the horses that have won that are now coming back and either, you know, have been in stakes competition already or have broke their maidens and are, are going to take on stakes competition for the first time. It's kind of the, you know, the end of the Delamar meet and the end of the Ellis meet and the end of the Saratoga meet. We can kind of start to really rank uh, the two-year-olds that we've seen perform so far and kind of get a little bit of a feeling uh, for the way the Breeders' Cup is going to line up. At least, you know, your top four or five. Uh, certainly there's still horses that are going to break their maiden and kind of come on the scene a little later. But, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's time to, to be able to uh, really evaluate the crop and in, in what we've seen and, and also get a, a good overview of the freshman sires and where, where they kind of stand with their first runners. You mentioned the maiden winners and moving on. We've also seen in, in recent years certain horses being able to make an impact in stakes company even without that maiden win thinking to uh thinking to a runner like good magic a few years ago thinking from the same barn of new money honey and i i bring up her specifically to ask you about a two-year-old performance from last weekend that i assume you saw uh obviously one very near and dear to the in the money media network with kinchin named after big ralph kinchin who passed away last year making her debut at saratoga on sunday let's just say it was a pretty memorable trip for that daughter of Lope de Vega. Yeah, and it was fun when we were up there in, in Saratoga for the sales. He, We were at his uh, local uh, restaurant, the, the J.K. Salevo, and uh, he was. He said, tomorrow you got to come watch this Philly work. He, we, we named this one. I, I need to know what you think of it. So <laughs> we saw him up there, and he definitely had on the most colorful uh, outfit uh, in the morning. I, I asked him, are those, I said, are those bathing shorts? What are, is that a bathing suit? <laughs> He said, "You just you're just jealous because you can't pull it off." I said, "Ah, you won't see me caught dead in those." And uh, <clears throat> but she definitely breathes breathes well, and it was exciting to watch. Now, I saw on the Fox. Uh, I was I wondered if the uh, the the Naira um, box uh, attendants might have come and said, "You know, uh, Mr. Kinchin, we love having you here, but uh, you're not supposed to be standing on the chairs in the boxes." So, so. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that bit. Yeah, they showed a clip of him cheering him home. Next thing you know, he's standing on damn chairs. Oh, my goodness. At least he kept his shirt on, right? I mean, we got we to thank heaven for, for small pleasures. Now, I will say this. Uh, uh, incredible ability, I thought, shown by her during that race. This was not a, it's not a figure that came back particularly fast, but she showed enough that I, I've got to believe she's capable of moving forward. I wonder if they'll move ahead, and I haven't asked JK this, but I wonder if they'll follow that new money honey route and go right to the Miss Grillo. Looking at the figure, I'd be inclined to be more conservative, but given the Barnes' history of having success with that type of move and the ability she showed, it might be too tough to say no to a test like that. Where, where You're a horseman. I know you're not really supposed to say tell other people where to put their horses, but what's your – so I'll ask it this way. What's your gut as to where they'll show up next? I'd say you probably see her back in a maiden special weight, let her break her maiden. And, you know, Chad's fairly conservative and, and probably has other horses for that spot. But <clears throat> I'm not going to put put ideas in their head. But, uh, you know, certainly I'm, I'm a fan of going through a horse's conditions. And, and you know, I, I she got a ton of education there. 
got in all kinds of trouble, had every chance to, to give up and say, you know what, I'm just going to finish fourth or fifth today. But but she showed what you want to see in every racehorse, and she wanted to try to get her head in front at the wire. So uh, that was that was a really exciting race. And, and like I said, I don't think anything went right for her at, at any point. Terrific fight. That's right. I mean, breaking flat-footed, but that terrific fighting spirit to keep searching for the opening that wouldn't come. And then it comes, and uh, the three and the six slam the doors on her. And she still keeps fighting and gallops out like a freak. I I can't wait to see where she goes next. I'm super excited by her. What a wonderful tribute. I didn't get to spend a ton of time with JK's dad, but I mean, the guy... He, he loved the game and, and was an absolute pleasure to be around. And I'll never forget the nasty look he gave me at uh, – we were having brunch in Vegas when I tried to pick up the check instead of him. He was having none of it. He's a, a, a class act and a great guy, and this is a fantastic tribute to him. And can't wait to see where the story goes from here. Let's talk about racing on this Thursday, September 2nd. We've got these two-year-old Colts in race number two at Saratoga going five and a half on the turf. I'll let you kick things off. Yeah, uh, I, w- I was kind of drawn to the, uh, the New York bread there, the Freud, Dakota Gold, the five horse. You get Luis Saez, leading rider. Danny Gargan is, is capable. He's, he's got a good meet going. He's got a good percentage on the year going. I love the 36-1 out of the gate last time out. Uh, that's certainly uh, one that I was drawn to. And then a second-time starter, Snow Candy, 12-1 on the line. Uh, you've got uh, Tom Morley here, a second, second lifetime start, was off a little slow, steadied start, and uh, Castellano stays, stays with her. Um, I, I think uh, those, those are the two horses that uh, I was drawn to, uh, as well as the nine horse on towards the outside. I like the more than ready and the uh, Wesley Ward, Johnny V connection there, breeze easy. Uh, certainly two-year-old sprinting on the turf, uh, Wesley Ward Barn usually sends them out pretty well prepared. So probably leaning towards the nine, uh, but also a couple prices inside there. The uh, the five at eight to one and the seven snow candy at 12 to one. Uh, grabbed my attention a little bit. I'll make the nine your top pick. And there's some turf pedigree for sure in that uh, in that female family. So I looked long and hard at that one. I ended up actually using two that you didn't that you didn't mention. Well, I, I think all three of the ones you mentioned have big claims. The one Java buzz, basically just the old angle of how much better Linda Rice historically has been with second-time starters as opposed to first-time starters. And I thought uh, the Java buzz showed a little bit of ability on debut by by running okay with a trip. And then I also did want to keep the number two slipstream on side. This is a runner who does need to improve significantly, but that improvement could be underway Last race was rained off, now back on the best surface. I like the fact that there are three works since. I definitely wanted to get the one and two in there in addition to your nine, five, and seven in the second race at Saratoga on Thursday, which will lead us back into graded stakes action. We talked about the with anticipation on yesterday's show. Today it's the Philly division, the PG Johnson field of nine going forward in this spot. You've got a heavy favorite who I think deserves to be in the mix but doesn't necessarily have to win. I want to hear what you think, though. Yeah, you know, obviously uh, the five silvery rail is a horse uh, that takes takes a lot of attention. Um, a horse that was well-bat, went off the favorite first time out, and, and Christophe Clement brings, brings the war front very well-bred uh, daughter of war front uh, here. But uh, like you said, the three expand the map was, you know, 
still a maiden, uh, eight to five, and and the five both maidens. You get a little bit better price on Silvery Rail. Uh, those two, I think, are the two to beat simply because they did go uh, a route of ground in their first starts, and I, and I do like horses that have already gone a mile sixteenth. With that being said, I also think uh, certainly the nine horse Mystic Eyes with Johnny V, a big number first time out, seventy seven buyer speed figure was the uh, less than even money favorite that day. Uh, ran extremely well, winning by four and a half lengths, going five and a half on the turf. That's that's not necessarily easy to do, but that was in a strict restricted stakes race. Which I love that angle. The horse fits for for uh, for a certain condition in the book use that to your angle uh was able to run against much uh lesser quality than if they had gone into a straight main special weight race so uh this filly certainly can't say enough about her sire mclean's music and the type of year that he's having uh but this looks like a a pretty stout uh horse on the outside i'm actually going to probably land on that horse to beat the two that haven't even won yet Oh, that's interesting. I, what did you think about d- distance? That that was my lone concern with Mystic Eyes, and why I ended up going in a different in a different direction. Um, do you think there's enough route pedigree here for her? I mean, obviously you do, but I'm curious if, if well, it's more it, from you, you know. know I, I think at this time of in, in this stage with the two year olds, even if they maybe don't want to necessarily get this route of ground as as a three year old and older horse, uh, as a two year old, a lot of times they'll they'll get it just because they're more talented than the others and can kind of outlast them. Um, don't know if this horse is going to want to necessarily go uh, that far down the road, but I do think. On the turf, which is an easier surface, um, and and as in a two-year-old situation like this, um, certainly there's no reason to think that that she can't get the distance this time. Um, it looks like she might even be the speed of the race, which um, would give me even a little bit more excitement uh, with her. Now, the one X factor I have in the race, and and Ricardo Santana Jr. is becoming a, a very noticed. Turf rider is the filly coming in uh, from Doncaster for Mark Cassie and, and Tracy Farmer. Uh, that is an interesting kind of X factor there, I think, as well with with that pedigree. That's the one I popped on top, uh, Philly Eagles, number four, classic example of just the turf form shipping west. And, and this was a, a nice-looking run against the big full field and definitely showed some talent. And you're getting seven over there at, at, at Doncaster, you're, you're probably getting up to a mile and an eighth here um, as a two-year-old, I would think. So distance should be no question at all for that one. And a horse that, especially if live, probably will catch some money. Not a, not a bad horse at all, Philly Eagles, to try to get a live two in picks with that eight-to-one morning line. I included expand uh, the map in my, in my reckoning just – pretty obvious off that competitive run at first asking you, you talk very nicely about, about that one. And also silvery real who makes sense though. I did, I did like the three a little bit better than the five. There's one horse that I want to mention that I don't, I don't think probably wants to go this far, but her presence in the race and the, what I'm imagining a ginormous price is going to make me keep her on side. That's the seven sale by by a stern. We've talked about, feels like the winners have been much, much more oriented towards sprinting. I think the Sire's average winning distance, which is a great stat to look like in situations like these, is only like 5.3. And you don't get a ton of hope uh, 
uh, on the, I'm not really sure about the damn side of the pedigree, but it's not making me think it's going to override that necessarily. But I just like the fact that this runner, she was very green in the whipless racing at Monmouth, uh, still managed to finish second in that stake spot, had that win in the maiden special weight at Belmont. I just think this is a horse who could have some upside. And I like the fact that you've got a competitive stakes effort. I mean, she's just got to be double digit odds. Again, not one I'm going to be keying my whole day around. I wouldn't be surprised if she runs half a race and, and stops to a walk, frankly. But as one to include to sort of juice things up, I give this sale by a little bit of a count. Number seven in the PG Johnson race number nine at Saratoga on Thursday. Anything else on this race or Saratoga, or shall we head out west? No, I mean, I, I do agree with you with the club. I mean, um, with Sail By, and, uh, you know, she's one that I just – it looks like she might be slightly overmatched, but, um, you know, her 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 form has held up uh, fairly well. The the Phillies she beat first time out, the club came back and won a made special weight at Saratoga. Um, you know, Miss Altricity – or however you say it. Alacrity, uh, Miss Alacrity. That's that, that Alacrity, CJ Thoroughbred source. She has not uh, run back since the Colleen victory, but uh, that was impressive where she won by two and three quarters. You know, this Philly, I think the main reason uh, I veered towards the others was just it looks like this Philly is going to have to make a large jump forward. Now, is she, can she make that jump uh, by going to two turns? Is that what where she's going to get it? Um, I'm not quite sure. It just looks like she's – She's probably slightly overmatched in a race where I think you can make a case that the four other horses we talked about are going to naturally and probably make a progress- progression as well. And and their natural progression is probably just going to be better than this filly's natural progression. All more likely winners just trying to throw in a price to maybe sink some teeth into. We'll see how it plays out on Thursday afternoon at Saratoga. Let's talk about uh, Thursday a little bit later on in the afternoon out at Del Mar. 5.30 Eastern is the scheduled post time for Del Mar's second race. And there's a horse we talked about on the on the last show in here. Drink, not the last show, two shows ago. Drink the Wind ended up scratching from that rail draw the other night and now shows up on the AE list. But I do think... Um, I, I do think this horse looks very live if able to uh, if able to draw into the field. That was one I definitely wanted to, in there. And I was also a little bit interested in uh, another horse that's going to catch some money. But number three, time to party. This uh, Cantheros uh, baby who looks pretty well suited to this test and has a, a decent looking run at first asking to build off of. Nothing terribly clever for me in this spot. I was looking at it 9-3. How do you like it? Yeah, I, I think the three is definitely the horse to beat. Uh, I was actually, if, if the nine drew in, uh, I was almost thinking play against. You know, that, that first race was 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 so ugly, but but you do get the, the turf uh, here. Uh, but having run a 27 buyer and being, being beaten 22 lengths, uh, I thought two to one might be a, a little short on the horse uh in in this situation especially where the three uh i think is a very deserving eight to five favorite the one horse that uh grabbed my attention as well who i think uh could be a a good win win wager definitely if you're playing multi-race to use is is coming out of a hot barn mark glatt's having a very good meet he's had some very good two-year-old show up and uh here he gets a two hundred forty thousand dollar two-year-old sales horse uh love the five furlongs he's had 
he's had three straight five furlong works, including a, a fast minute and four last time out and a minute flat out of the gate, two back. So the foundation's there. Uh, hard spun's a, an excellent sire. I like the Bernstein bottom side, which gets you a little bit of turf and gets you speed. Um, I, I like the barn. I like the connections. Uh, I actually probably made a lay on the – if I had to bet one, I, yeah, I'd be betting the floor horse here. I love the case you make looking more at that pedigree and that and that work tap and then throw in the fact that you've got that other angle we always talk about, 240000 at OBS April, two-year-old in training sale off the $35,000 stud fee. So there's really is a lot to like about one-time mark, and that one will be on, on all of my tickets. And, I mean, you make a fair case. We'll see what price – the nine ends up being should he draw in two to one is probably a little bit aggressive, but the way this one was bet first out and being by more than ready, I do think we're going to see a much improved effort from a potentially favorable outside draw, but I'm going to upgrade. I'll upgrade the four for sure. Based on your say, so let's move it along, Sean, to the final race we're going to talk about on the show, which is race number four. We've got uh, these two-year-old fillies made in special weights also going five furlongs on the turf. We talked more. We talked a bit about a stern before and my not being sure about the pedigree angle on that long shot I like in the P.G. Johnson sale too, but I, I'm pretty sure this is more a stern's game with number two, Brandon's my lawyer. Don't know how literally to take the San Luis Ray work tab, but it sure looks nice. The two was going to be on some tickets. The four so softly I wanted to mention – Palma, very good first out. Now, practical joke is only something like 0 for 4 with turf babies so far, but so good overall first out. And I don't know. I mean, I I can't wait to get your professional opinion on how he's going to work out as a turf sire, but I'm not ruling it out. And that puts the 4 so softly in the mix. And the 5 was another one, another practical joke. Uh, Muy Chitoso, who I was thinking of maybe trying to do something with. But I mostly like the 2 in race number 4. How did you see it? Yeah, I actually went with the other Baltus, and, and and part of it was certainly the two. I think it's the five to two more in line uh, bump just on those flashy work tabs coming out of San Luis Rey. But uh, you know, No Nay Never is is turned into a very serious sire over in Europe. Uh, produces fast two year olds. Uh, but but the reason I landed here was was I found it interesting that Umberto Raspoli, who uh, I think would could be considered you know top two or three. Uh, turf riders out in, in California shows up here on the longer price Baltus as opposed to Giovanni Franco who shows up on the five to two. Um, so I, I'm going with 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 more connections here and pedigree. Uh, this horse has bred turf top and bottom, being a no nay never out of a Machiavellian. I like Raspoli on the back, uh, but I think they might all be trying to beat the seven horse fast Janie. Uh, you get you get California's best rider at the moment, Flavian Pratt signed on there for maybe the best turf sprinting trainer in, in California and Peter Miller and certainly Fast Anna um, has had plenty of fast horses that he's produced and on turf and you put him in the mischief mare on the bottom side. Um, you might be just chasing the afterburners on this one. <laughs> There's a lot of ways to go in this race, as you can tell from the fact that we've talked about five different runners. I, I like those cases. I, I do think this is going to – this this looks like it could be a live race. It, it looks like there's a couple of interesting horses that have some talent in here. I, I think that's for sure. It's so fun when you get to see these 
Maiden Specials, these two-year-old races at Saratoga and Del Mar. It's fun to go back and, and look at them after the fact and see what kind of talents will emerge. And that's part of the reason for the show, to highlight some interesting pedigree angles, ways of looking at these races. I think it's a myth that there are benefits to insiders. I think there's a lot of uh, great information you can get on the page. And yeah, the market signal probably means more than in your average horse race, but it's just one data point to factor in. It's not some it's not some yeah. shell game. And and if you like the two and you are playing, if you think the Asterns and you're playing the Asterns, uh, you know, at being better at sprinting on the turf, and maybe that's just because he is a first-year horse and, and he hasn't really been been able to to get too many route races versus the one turn races. I mean, it's a good point. You can even look at the eight horse on the outside. You get, you get the, you know, the five pound bug. Uh, so, you know, 59 and one bullet breeze at Del Mar two back. You, you put the astern and, and the money's on the turf and you get five pounds. I mean, that horse could also make a lot of logical sense and you get a little bit better price than the other. So um, this is, this is a race that definitely uh, we'll want to watch. And I think, uh, if you can find the correct uh, opinion, you, I, I think you'll get paid for it. More to come when we get the, that tote signal and get to look at these babies in the paddock. But those are some those are some great points uh, regarding Tom's beauty as well. And Jessica Pfeiffer so good at getting them out of there, which I would think would generally give her an edge when you're talking about five furlongs on the turf. Another another little angle on on Tom's beauty. It's a spread race, but it's a spread race I'm really looking forward to uh, to, to participating in on Thursday afternoon or early evening as the case may be here on the east coast that's it sean unless you got a closing thought for this edition of baby talk i think we're going to skip the friday we'll be back though with some coverage of the big stakes action this weekend uh anything else you have to say no just just kind of chomping at the bit closing week of the big big meets and uh be exciting to see uh the entries come out for the spin away and and the hopeful we're going to Hopefully be in there with Wit uh, in, in the hopeful and, and get Practical Joe, his first grade one winner of his young career, that fingers crossed. And certainly uh, you have the uh, the siblings on, on the West Coast with the Del Mar Futurity and the Del Mar Debutante. So, uh, you know, <clears throat> summer is unfortunately coming to a close, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's Breeders' Cup's not too far away and uh, it's an exciting time if you, if you got a good good two-year-old that's for sure no no doubt about it and we'll be covering it all the way through the breeders cup here for you on baby talk presented by Gainsway. do us a favor we now have a a baby talk individual feed on itunes go ahead and subscribe to that as well i mean hey maybe you're an industry person who loves all the baby talk uh, but doesn't necessarily want to hear all the other shows on the network then you make sure you get baby talk pop up in a, in a way that's helpful to you and heck even if you're listening on the main feed it still helps us out if you subscribe individually to the baby talk feed as ever let us know if you have questions if you use the contact uh, box or whatever you want to call it drop down on in the money that gets sent right to my email we'd love to hear your questions comments suggestions criticisms whatever you got we, we like the idea of interacting with the audience on the show but for now we're going to wrap it up we're going to send it home i'll thank sean tugel one more, more time i'll thank our friends over at gainsway potentially uh Big and fun weekend for them. We'll be following that story very closely. I want to thank all of you, the listeners, for making these shows so much fun to do. And that's going to do it. This show's been a production of In the Money Media. Our business manager is Drew Coatney. Our chief creative officer is Jonathan Kinchin. I'm Peter Thomas Fornatal. May the hammer drop your way. <laughs>